Sonic is freaking dead. They killed him. Should we, we should just cold open by just being like, Sonic is dead. Newsflash. <laughs> yeah. He was a good hedgehog. He was really fast. But, you know, his time... His time just ran out. Ran out too soon. We lost him. We lost him too early. He was he was a good he was a good man. He uh he he really went fast and existed in a world where the cannon did not matter. Rest in peace, Sonic the Sonic. Credit scheme. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just yeah. Welcome to Super Peel Out, where hedgehogs go fast, and the cannon doesn't matter. That's right, the cannon is like uh, April Fool's jokes in the year 2023. I'm August. Uh, I'm JT Duckman, and it's true. We're, we're... there were like no April Fool's jokes this year. I, I feel like we're at the point where April Fool's jokes. Are like I feel like we're at the point. I guess where like memes and jokes spread around so frequently that April Fools isn't really anything super special anymore, and things are so crazy that like I feel like most brands can't even do anything super crazy or surprising with uh, April Fools just because like people will just believe it, you know? The Yakuza april fool's joke a while ago was like we're gonna turn it into a turn-based rpg and then everyone's like wait no that could work and then they did it and then it was actually like a really good game stuff like that but uh we we did get a uh an april fool's game a brand new sonic game just shadow drop well i mean we're almost midway through april now oh god don't say that it'll be June before you know it. Yep. yep. Sure will be. Should we even talk about... I guess we could probably wait for Norm, but like... It's not Sonic related, but the Mario movie did come out, and it was mid. I haven't seen it, like... I've been trying to organize a couple people, and... I don't know if it's gonna happen or not. <laughs> I see. Um, I can, I can now... With a hundred percent confidence, say because me and my friends we watched, we did a we did a triple feature. Uh, one night we we waited two nights before the Mario movie came out, and we the first night we watched the Japanese Mario movie, the uh, like the nineteen eighties like anime one, um, Pichihime uh, Dash or Kyushutsu Daisaksen. Um, and then the next night, we watched the, the live action, like, the 1993 Mario movie. And then the third day, uh, was when the Mario movie came out. So then we watched the Illumination one. And so, so we, we saw them all back to back to back. And I asked my friends, um, who saw it with me, um, out of the three, out of the three that we just saw, which one, which one did we all like the most? And, like, we all unanimously just said, like, the 1993 one. Like, the live-action one was the best one. That movie was awesome. Like, rewatching it, it was actually, like, 
genuinely entertaining. It wasn't like it wasn't like so bad it was bad. It was like really it was a fun watch. Considering like everything about its production, I'm shocked that it came out like mildly coherent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um and then yeah. I I did say that I expected the, the Illumination Mario movie to be a bland kids movie and it was exactly that, so like Yeah. Didn't really. There was a kid next to me in the theater who was just asleep for half the movie. Like, he was snoring. There was just a kid snoring next to me in the movie theater. That was awesome. Yeah, but, yeah. I don't know. It's in the theater, could just ruin stuff. Uh, well, dude, that was a really weird audience. Like, I even, like, the adults, it felt like... It felt like there were so many people just getting up during that movie. I don't know if they had to go to the bathroom or needed to get more snacks or whatever. If someone was calling them, they had to take a call. But, like, it felt like there was at least a couple dozen people throughout the entire movie that were getting up and leaving the theater and then going back in and sitting back down. And I was like, is this normal? I don't really go to movie theaters. Movie theaters actually give me a lot of anxiety. I only really go to them for, like, uh, for movies that I have to see. Like, the last movie I saw before Mario movie was Sonic 2, and then before that was Sonic 1. Like, I I really don't like movie theaters that much. Yeah, um, I tend to want to go with friends, but, like, what's happening now is, like, oh, shit, nobody wanted to see Cocaine Bear, nobody wanted to see Dungeon Dragons, I guess I gotta drag my ass over there. Oh, yeah, no, I'd never go to a movie theater on my own. Um, I, I just, like, yeah. once, but I don't remember what the movie was. So, I mean, I don't go to a movie theaters enough to really know the general vibe of movie theaters, but I definitely, I noticed how many people were just getting up, and I was like, this is a bit strange. I mean, you just don't need to interact with anyone. Yeah, no, I, yeah, no, I wasn't, like, doing anything. I was just, like, observing. And I was like, hmm, interesting. I put the Mario movie, like, quality-wise, I put it right in between the Sonic movies. Like, I liked it more than Sonic 1, but not as much as Sonic 2. Mm, okay. Well, I do know that you did really dislike the first one. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I didn't, I didn't hate the Mario movie the same way. I really was not a fan of Sonic One, but also like it didn't go as hard as Sonic Two. And even then, Sonic Two was still just kind of like you could, you could have fixed a lot about that movie as well. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't spectacular either. But like, I don't know. At least it made me feel something. Versus Mario and Sonic 1. Mario Mario just made me feel nothing, and Sonic 1 just made me feel like, ugh. <laughs> we do need to discuss that at some point. We sure do. But uh, going back to topic, so this new Sonic game is the murder of Sonic the Hedgehog. He's dead. Yes. And <laughs> it's a... Uh... It's not really a visual novel, like, I expected it to be a visual novel, but it's not really, it's like really linear, there is one route, there's no like, choices yeah. in the game or alternative endings or anything like that, it's just a fun, really short story game, and it's written pretty well, and it's better than you would expect from an April Fool's game. Yeah. One thing in particular I I appreciated that they did just with the concept is usually when a brand does an April Fool's text game, it's almost always like a dating sim. 
Yeah. It's always always like like an ironic like uh let's date Colonel Sanders or whatever the hell. And like, I don't know. That kind of stuff never really uh never really vibed with me cuz like I think it makes fun of a whole genre and not in like an endearing like oh yeah, no, this is a cool genre and we're fans of it and like like it's not like an homage it's more like it feels like it's poking fun of it like haha who would play a dating sim so like the fact that sonic didn't hop on that trend and instead made its text april fools game be a murder mystery was really cool i actually really enjoyed it yeah i mean the one i think of is uh ember space they did a dating sim for april fools yeah it's kind of cool um, yeah, they, uh, this one is not a dating sim. <laughs> it's, it's not. It's a murder mystery. Yep. I feel like we both have a lot to say about this game, but are just, like, too tired. <laughs> uh, not really. I'm more concerned about where we, where the hell do we even begin when we talk about it. Okay, well, because there, there is a lot to say. The gameplay. I thought it was pretty cool, not gonna lie. It, like you said, it definitely wasn't as deep as I was expecting it to be. I was kind of, like, expecting it was going to be, like, a pretty involved, like, murder mystery with, like, a lot of choices and, like, investigation. Basically, like, a like an Ace Attorney case, but Sonic. Yeah. And it really wasn't that. It was pretty linear. I did think that the weird thinking sections were a bit strange and kind of broke the pace in a bit of a strange way, but, like, it kind of also did make it feel like a, a Sonic game, so, like, I can't be too, like, harsh and critical on that. But it, it's, it was really, it's like you're playing a, it's like you're playing an adventure game, and then all of a sudden you have to do a special stage. And it's like, okay. Yeah, it's weird. So, like, at several points in the story, when you had to formulate your argument, this is done by playing what is basically a special stage, where you, like run along a platform and collect rings and avoid traps and it really kind of grates by the end and it gets yeah. surprisingly difficult it does yeah it definitely gets a little hard near the end there's a bunch of accessibility modes just for the people that want to just skip it but then it pays off in the ending where they have like a full like you know sequence of these events which is sort of like a yeah. battle with uh with the murderer yeah is this a spoiler? Spoiler? I think we're gonna spoil it. Yeah. Okay. Think. Cool. Well, I do wanna. I do wanna touch on. What did you think about the the plot? Or not, not necessarily the plot, but like the characterization it was of each of the Sonic characters. It was fine. That's it. Just it was fine. I mean, yeah, none of it was bad, and some of the some of it was kind of interesting. Like I've, I've forgotten what it was I wanted to talk about, but some of the things. Oh no, that was more like extended lore stuff that I was thinking of. But yeah, the characters were fine, they were all done well. I had no complaints. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, this isn't really a complaint, as much as it's just a... Uh, it seemed like it was written by... I think it actually was written by like the social media team over uh sonic or like it feels like it was written by the same people that did like the sonic twitter takeovers that's not a bad thing that's actually quite a good thing because it feels like it feels like for once especially with like frontiers's writing which that's more ian flynn i don't think ian flynn had a a lot to do in murder of sonic the hedgehog but 
it definitely seems like Sega has given the power of making official Sonic games to people that genuinely have like a deep history with the Sonic series and have a deep respect and understanding for the series and its characters and just everything about it. I think that I'm actually like really excited about the future of the series for once just because like I feel like with Frontiers being such a good game, well, it was alright, but it was still a very solid groundwork and the sort of writing and characterization being pretty darn good with stuff like Murderous Off the Hedgehog and, you know, Frontiers of Story and the IDW comics that I still haven't read but have heard are pro- pretty good. Like, uh, I don't know, I'm just excited for for Sonic. It feels like it, he's finally in the right hands, you know? Yeah, and I mean, I'm glad. <laughs> yeah. But it does have some interesting implications for the lore, even though it's technically not canon. Well, that's the thing that I've heard, right? Okay, Is... Let's on the store page. Hang on, let me go to it. Is this canon or headcanon? You know what they say, everything is canon, asterisk. That is not a solid team title, but we believe in the power of headcanon. I believe... This is why we, we, we need to get popular enough so we can just start inviting actual Sonic brand members on the as guests. But I believe, of what I've been seeing from the people that were behind this game, was that they're really trying to push a new Sonic canon, and that canon being that everything is canon. And I kind of dig it. Because very clearly they mention like stuff like Spagonia and like Sonic Unleashed terms and um all that kind of stuff. So it does take place in the Sonic universe. And it would like you could fit it on a timeline if you really had to. It's not like there's anything plot specific happening in, in the game. It really is just Amy's birthday party. And uh it could it could take place anywhere on a on a hypothetical timeline but i do honestly i think there's a lot of problems that would come out of trying to make literally everything canon but at the same time like i kind of respect it i i kind of i respect that they embrace the chaos and they'll just they're just gonna probably find ways to incorporate everything from Sonic into the canon and just make it all one big Sonic universe. You know? Yeah. And I do want to talk about the lore at some point, but I guess uh, you probably want to talk about the entire story. Of uh, Murder of Sonic the Hedgehog or just Sonic in general? I mean, I feel like the story itself was pretty... Because uh, normally when we talk about games, I usually go down, like, each of the levels or whatever. But I feel like the story in Murder of Sonic the Hedgehog really isn't much of the focus. Like, yeah, you do, Sonic does get murdered, and it's this whole, like, uh, this whole mystery. 
But I feel like the real the real stars of the show is just seeing the character interactions, you know? Rather than any overarching plot, you know? Yeah. I mean, I feel like we could we could instead of going down each level because there weren't really levels in this game, we could kinda of just go the what we thought about each character and what they did. That could be a, an idea. Okay, so I just wanna talk about the flicky. <laughs> like what's the deal right. with that? Alright. The I mean I don't know. It seems like uh the flicky cause the flicky's the one that's inside the train, right? I mean, it makes sense that Robotnik or Eggman or whatever his name is is still kind of putting animals in robots, right? I think it's kind of like uh, what you call it, like like Gamma's story in Sonic Adventure, right? Where the sort of consciousness of the animal inside of the Badnik kind of influences the badnik itself because the train clearly wanted to stay uh, loyal to the train master man conductor dude right yet i don't think that was the robot i think that was the the flicky inside so when sonic freed the flicky and then he was able to stay with the uh with the conductor then like you know, that's kind of the deal with the flicky. Yeah, um, because I always thought that you know the the, the that the animals were like imprisoned by Eggman, not of their own will, but yeah, there are a couple of points in this game where they're just like, oh yeah, Flicky's just decided to join Eggman, or the flicky is cool with being an Eggman. Like, what the what? Wait, actually, they said that. Well, because uh, you know, there's Tails' lore card in which he had a Flicky friend who joined Eggman. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. And you're nobody right. Nobody says this is weird. <laughs> yeah, that is that is a bit strange. Not once in Sonic lore has. An animal voluntarily gotten turned into a bad snake. Sh- yeah, it usually is him. I mean, I guess you could probably say that happens in like the Archie comics, but that's that, and this is this. But then also, when we see the Flicky inside the train, it's physically control powering the train. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Like, I never really thought about how it worked, but I guess that like. The, the life force or the energy of the animal is powering the, uh, the bad. Yeah, that's, that's how it works in Sonic. Whereas yeah, it's, like, it's like actually running on a wheel to run the train. But yeah, that's kind of what I always thought was happening, was that it was just like, yeah, you just use the, the animal inside the robot and it's just kind of like running a generator in there. It's weird. Like, like... It's very strange. I, I, I mean, Dr. Eggman, he works in mysterious ways. 
Maybe he couldn't afford batteries for all his robots, so that's why he just has animals as a power source. Yeah. I think that was the main thing I wanted to talk about, because I don't think anyone's really... I mean, I haven't really gone into the discourse around uh, this game, but I haven't really seen anyone talk about it, and it just seems very, very weird to me. Yeah, that is that's a bit strange. I didn't even realize... I think a lot of players, myself included, probably just... We're so caught up in all the other stuff that we didn't even stop to think, like, wait a minute, yeah, why would a Flicky voluntarily get captured? Or why, uh, why are the, the Flickies powering the robots directly by just kind of running in a hamster wheel? Oh, yeah, and the music is really good. <laughs> yeah, the music is very solid, yeah. What did you think about their doofy little protagonist man? Oh, the Quokka Wally. Well, I mean, it's a Quokka, because I live, like, right next door to uh, where Quokkas are native to, so uh, it's an island off the coast here. And I thought it was great. You know, we need more Australian animal representation. Hell yeah. Um, I like his personality. I think he is, he's, like, he's, like, a totally, he's such a goober, but in, like, a good way, you know? It's He's relatable, just... but also kind yeah. of Yeah, it's just this kind of dorky little guy who doesn't really realize what's going on. It's really interesting looking at the cast of Sonic from, like, the perspective of an outsider. So when Sonic has just been like, yeah, I've been all around the world, it's like, what, what, huh? Or, like, uh, when they always talk about, like, oh, yeah, no, we've, we've fought things way harder. We've defeated Eldritch Abominations. We fixed the world together. We put it all back together in Sonic Unleashed. And just this guy is like, what? What, what are they talking about? Sorry. Are some crazy people. He's named Barry, not Wally. Yeah, his name is Which Barry. Makes sense because Barry is such an Australian name. Yeah. I like him a lot. Honestly, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be upset if they add him in other Sonic games. Like, not just like a main character, but like if he's in like the background... Of uh, of like whatever Sonic games come out from here on out, I'd root for him. I thought that all of the new character designs were really solid, like Barry and the conductor and the conductor's wife. They all look pretty good. Yeah, and all the outfits that all the characters have also look very stylish. I enjoyed that a lot. And the visuals were were definitely a treat. You know, actually, if we wait, if you're going to talk about the flicky being something that kind of um that, that not a lot of people are talking about. You know what you know what kind of what set set off my alarms about this whole the whole plot for Murderous Sonic the Hedgehog. Right? It's Amy's birthday party, right? Yeah. And this like Amy invited her friends to show up at her birthday party. Oh right, but Cream isn't there. Well, neither Cream nor Big are there, and I mean, sure, maybe you don't want to invite Big, but you know, Amy doesn't seem like the type of person that would not invite her own Sonic Heroes team. You know, I will they say went through all that all that stuff together. He's in the game. He's in the background. 
yeah, isn't he like fishing in the background? But I mean, like, I feel like maybe that's why he wasn't at the party was just because he was too busy fishing. And maybe the reason why they didn't invite Cream was because maybe she was too young and pure for a murder mystery. But also, like, Tails is there. And I know Tails is also supposed to be, like, the kid in the series. So how come Tails is able to partake in the murder mystery? But Cream's partner slash friend slash teammate just... They, they keep shafting Cream, man. I don't know why they keep doing it. They mentioned Vanilla, though. At one point in the story, so... I think so, yeah. And Chowder come up a lot. Yeah. But I just felt like it would... It would I feel like it was biz bizarrely out of character for the rest of Team Rose to not be at Amy's birthday party. Yet, characters like Blaze and Espio and Vector were invited. Because, like, I don't know... Amy doesn't seem like the type of person who wouldn't invite her own teammates. You know? Yeah. I did see some people complaining that he wasn't in the game. Okay, well then I guess I'm not alone. I want to see, especially with how well everyone was characterized, I really just want to see all the Sonic characters come back. Bring them all! Bring them all in! Make them all just... Make them all show up. I want to see... I like how we have the the very stable cast of like we're we're never gonna see Sonic, Tails, Knuckles, Shadow, Amy. I mean Rouge is pretty much a mainstay character now, especially because she was in Sonic Prime, which I don't think we still have seen. And and I'm glad that Vector and Espio are pretty mainstay characters. Was Espio in Team Sonic Racing? I don't remember. I didn't play it. Nah. Oh yeah, we should mention that uh, Knuckles has his hat. Yes, he does! Ah, oh, that was the best. They kept Knuckles' hat. I'm glad he still has it. Yeah, his famous hat in the OVA. <laughs> yep. They they did Knuckles' characteristic like the characterization was really good. Like he was just he was just playing super monkey ball while the murder was happening. What a legend. And how Shadow changed his, uh, he changed his name on the, the high scoreboards to Ultimate Lifeform, instead of just Shadow. Yeah. Uh. I liked how Super Monkey Ball got mentioned, too. Yeah! It's such a charming little plot, you know? It's not, like, gratuitous with its references, but it's definitely just like, yeah, you know? Like, warm smile emoji. Just as a vibe. I don't know. I want to see more Sonic characters come back. I want to see him bring Cream back. I want to see Silver show up more. I want to see them characterize. I want them, the Babylon Rogues to come back. Heck, even bring like some of the weird one-off characters. Like Marina or like, uh, like Emerald or whatever. Like bring everyone back. I would love to just see a Sonic. I would love to see like a Sonic Heroes 2. Just like a Sonic game with just everyone in it. You know? Yeah. Oh. If, if the writing is going to be this good. the Electric Jester? I have not, but I've heard about it. Oh, okay. Because people are saying the third one's really good. 
But yeah, I've heard that they're they're like a very 3D Sonic inspired and are worth checking out. But I have not checked them out myself. Anyways, it was really cool seeing Blaze in Murder of Sonic the Hedgehog. I wasn't uh, I wasn't expecting to see her with the rest of the cast. Yeah. And the whole yeah, the whole Blaze and Rouge scene in the casino. That was fun. It that was, was a fun time. It was kind of weird that everyone just agreed to commit a crime. No, that, that, that was a, I feel like it's just because of Rouge, right? I just think Rouge's charisma is just so high that everyone was just like, alright, everyone was just on board with her ideas. <laughs> oh, I love that. That that scene was awesome. And, uh... I think that Vector and Espio were also done quite well. I wish that when Vector didn't have his ticket, he didn't actually misplace it and it was just him being, like, super frugal and just trying to freeload on the rest of it. Like, he wasn't even invited. I thought that would have been funny if Vector is just trying to get, like, a free experience or just, like, free food. He just stuffed it into the napkin holder. Like, what? Yeah. I think it would have just been funnier if, like, Vector is just playing it off, like, just trying to be poor. Because that's kind of his character, like, characterization. Um, and then SBO. My boy, my boy Espio. They, they they wrote him pretty well, though. Um, might need he might need to work on his poetry. I feel and not be. It's weird that Espio was the one that was manipulated by Eggman and not Knuckles or Shadow. <laughs> yeah, not Knuckles or Shadow because yeah, you would think that would be Knuckles, but no, it was Espio. Very uh subverted of typical Sonic tropes. Um, I did think that Shadow... I think that out of all the characterization of all the, the, the characters in the in the, the game, I think Shadow is still the one I'm the most, like, eh, on. Like, yeah, him writing Ultimate Life Form on the, uh, the high score boards is funny. But, like, I don't know, I still feel like Shadow has kind of just become a parody of himself rather than an actual serious character. But, I mean, I feel like it would be hard to do that properly, you know? Well, you posted that tweet, which is like, Shadow's good, actually. I mean, he is. He's the coolest thing ever. And... Some losers are like, actually, no, he's cringe. He's not cringe. Shadow is very cool. But what I'm saying is, like, I feel like... It might be a Sega thing. Because I know Shadow is the character that Sega has the most... Um, restrictions towards when it comes to writing for that character. I know that... I've heard the horror stories from the IDW writers and the Sonic Boom writers when they wanted to put Shadow in their in their media, and Sega just gave them the, all the list of things that they couldn't do with the character, and how he just pretty much has to stay this really bland, brooding, emotionless character 
And I think that's what Sonic Boom did pretty well because they, they turned that into the joke, right? Because they had all these wacky, goofy characters that are very self-aware and then just one character who's very serious, not self-aware at all, and um, just, yeah, takes everything seriously. And then they, they, they kind of had the dynamic between that be the joke. Another reason why Sonic Boom's writing is fantastic. But, uh, I don't know. I still feel like Shadow still kind of feels like a parody of himself in terms of, like, how edgy he is or how serious he is. But I'm not really sure how they would fix it. Because even if we look at how he was in Sonic Adventure 2, like, I guess maybe it's like a confidence thing. Because Shadow in Sonic Adventure 2 is just so, he's so confident, you know? He knows he's the coolest. Versus, like... I guess the way he's framed in the other Sonic games, like, nowadays, is instead instead of him, like, being framed in a way where, like, he is the coolest and he knows it, it's more like he is not the coolest, but he thinks he is. And I think that, that kind of thing makes him feel... That kind of, like, way he's framed makes him seem more like a parody of himself rather than actually genuinely just being cool. That could just be me, though. I thought he was fine in the game. I I can't remember very many, like... I can't, like, cite any exact examples, but I do remember there was a couple times where I was just like, okay, Shadow... Again, I think it's just how he's framed as a character, is that instead of him being cool, he's like, he's someone that isn't that cool, but thinks he's cool. And it's like, uh, okay, sure thing, Shadow. That's kind of like how everyone treats him, I guess. And it's more like, I don't know, Shadow is cool. I like Shadow. He's one of my favorite characters. Yeah, I mean, he didn't... He wasn't particularly edgy. He was just, like, chill. Yeah. I do like how he tried to buy Amy concert tickets, though. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't even, like, Shadow... It's good that they showed the side of Shadow that wasn't just, like, brooding constantly, like, just edgy. Like, it's nice to know that he he does... Like, even in Sonic Adventure 2, he does have a heart. And I think that Sega sometimes forgets that. Oh yeah. Either way, everyone everyone was written fantastically. I I really enjoyed the characterization and I enjoyed the plot and the music. And it's just I didn't expect no one expected it to come out and it did and it was awesome and everyone likes it. I think isn't it like actually the most like the highest rated Sonic game on Steam right now? That's insane. I mean, yeah, it's everyone insane. was in character, the music was good, it was just short, short and sweet April Fool's Adventure. Yeah, it was a good time. I I enjoyed it a lot. And it makes, like I said, it makes me want to see more Sonic. I want to see more of it. But I do feel like, yeah, yeah, we could go for a full-length visual novel in, in this world. Yeah, no, it, like, I didn't even realize that I wanted a Sonic visual novel 
until we got it. And now I'm like, huh, yeah, no, I, I, would, I would vibe with more of this, you know? If there was more sort of narrative-centric, character-centric Sonic stuff, the world is the world is fleshed out enough for that to work. There's enough characters that are fleshed out enough for it to work. I don't see why not. I Maybe we could get Norm just... to write the script. <laughs> Usually it's just like the opposite of going fast. Yeah. But I mean like... Oh man, we could do a whole episode on just the concept of Sonic, because I know that a lot of people say, oh man, Sonic is a character who's... The entire point of any Sonic thing is you should be going fast. But I honestly don't think that's entirely the case. I think going fast is a key part of Sonic's, like, core personality and, like, the soul of the series. But I feel like there's enough stuff around it I think Sonic is less about going fast and more about being cool. And go since going fast is cool, then that's why going fast is important to Sonic. Something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's more like the feeling of going fast. Yeah. But I think Sonic's about being cool. Sonic is, is, is a series that's about cool stuff. And I think that the world and characters are cool enough that you could make... A visual novel about it. I would read it. Well, I mean, you can make one in Renpy. It's a free visual novel engine. Yeah, but I mean, like, an official one. I'm sure there's plenty of Sonic visual novels out there. Oh, man, we could do a deep dive into bad games at some point. Uh, I actually haven't played that many of them, but there is a ocean of those. Yes. Varying, varying quality. Lots of people that Sega need to hire. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Alright, well, um, sounds like that's it then. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I'm trying to think of any closing, closing thoughts about Murderous Song the Hedgehog. Other than just, yeah, I mean, it was, it was solid. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. It definitely was not what I expected to be playing. That I think it came out before April first. It came out March thirty first in America. Um, I definitely was not expecting to be spending my my afternoon playing a Sonic murder mystery, but I'm glad I did. And I'm I'm like shoutouts to Sega for actually greenlighting something so like outlandish of a concept. Just. Yeah, we're gonna have the Sonic, like, social media guys write a Sonic murder mystery, and we're gonna release it on Steam for free. And Sega was chill with it. That's awesome. Okay. Well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes, we forgot yeah. to mention that uh, Norm is not here. He's got so He's in no space again. <laughs> He's in null space again. We gotta get him out. He keeps going back. Poor Norm. He's just in I null do space. Like the message he sent. Oh, the where is it? Nintendo World. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he seems to be, he seems to be enjoying himself in uh, in Japan. So like, I'm not really 
upset or anything that he wasn't able to join us today. Yeah, but... why'd you go to his funny? No, oh, yeah, no. He was like, oh yeah, I'll be free next week. And then, I'm in Nintendo <laughs> I'll be free next week. Then next week, I'm in Japan! <laughs> uh, Norm seems to live quite the interesting life, not gonna lie. A kind of jelly, honestly. Yeah, he's li- he's living his best life, feels. Can't, can't, can't hate on it, man. Oh, only respect. You know what? Let's check the stats. Yo. <laughs> Who's the? It's Izuka. Izuka is the Sonic guy, right? Mm-hmm. Didn't he get promoted pretty recently to like like a really high position in Sega? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I think he did. I think he got put in like a. Like a chair of like relatively high power at Sega. And like good for him, man. Cause he's probably the one that greenlit it. I'm sure the Sonic social media team has like pretty solid connections with Izuka. Maybe not like they probably can't like slide into his DMs or anything, but I feel like there's uh there's enough good blood between Everyone working for Sonic. That like, I don't know. It's probably it's probably a fun fun brand to work for. So we have I'd twenty imagine. downloads in this month so far. Let's let's go. That's more than there have been days in the month. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Be good. Yeah, that is pretty good. I think. I honestly don't know very much at all about podcast, um, podcasting meta, but I do feel like the more we just kind of make episodes and just the bigger repertoire of content that we discuss, the wider our 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 spread will eventually be. And like eventually, like if we make like a bunch of episodes and each episode was still only viewed like a couple times, that all adds up, you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, true. Like, most of them have uh, only been listened to, like, twice, which is fine. (laughs) Yeah, but, like, if we just keep making episodes and they only get listened to, like, twice, like, eventually it will build up (laughs) a total view count. And I don't know what to do with the Twitter, because, like, Twitter really down ranks external links. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed that. I've been like, ah, oh, jeez. Because I always put my, my going live notifications on Twitter, and then I'm like, how come nobody sees these? And now I know why nobody sees these. Because I post it, and Twitter just freaking smacks it, just crunches it down to the ground. Um, And, yeah, so I've heard that... Oh, I've heard that the meta is to like do a going live post without a link and just have like an image and then put a link in the replies yeah. but shouts to Vash for telling me that <laughs> no no I, I have heard about that as well but uh yeah I don't know I do not know I don't know either I mean look, it's not a big deal it's not like wait yeah to make any money at all off of this it's just fun it's yeah. Just yeah 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 for sure for sure I mean, I don't know, Twitter's 
maybe get some people to watch us on Twitch. Yeah, that would be, yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like the, the 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 way to be a good internet internet man, internet person is to just kind of do as much kind of stuff like just do do podcasting, do streaming, do videos, do just do everything and just eventually people will come in from one outlet to the other. The only problem is that's a lot of work. And it is really discouraging if you don't get any hits. Like I did, yeah. I did YouTube for like ten years. I never really got anywhere with it, so I just kind of stopped. Damn, like like streaming or like actual videos? No, like actual videos. Oh well, what the hell? For ten years? Yeah, it was what I did when my internet was too bad for streaming. Damn. Not, it's not like they were good. <laughs> yeah, well. I wouldn't discredit that. But I'm just like awful at like promo and all that rubbish. Like, you know, yeah, like, yeah, it's it's like a marketing thing, and it's like yeah, content creation is hard and annoying and not not the best. But you know, we're in it. We're in it for the vibe. We're not in it to make a career. Yeah, it seems like making content is one thing, and then having people see it is another thing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. What was I gonna say? I was I gonna mean, say I something. I could just like do a niche thing. Like I could go back into real board mod videos or like hundred percent attempts on some niche You game. you know you know what I was thinking is there is this there's this like Twitch channel. Um or like this, this like show that I believe they stream on Twitch, and I think it's called like Arcade Pit, because I keep seeing it on my my Twitter timeline, and it's basically like Nick Arcade, but like over the internet, and like hosted by this one dude, and there's like these like sign up, like like there's like this sign up page, like you can just sign up to show up on his uh, on his show, as a as a contestant. I've and... never heard of this. Yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I, I found their Twitter, so... Yeah. Um, I was thinking about maybe joining in on one just to, uh... just to see... Submit challenge, yeah, right, by Smite. Um... It's two teams against each other. Yeah, sign up to play. Do they have teams? Ah, it would be. I think it would just be fun to maybe join in on one. But I've never really. Let's see. Yeah, it seems like they aren't on particularly often. I I guess like if you signed up, they would let you know when it would be on. It's it's weekly. Oh right, okay. It's weekly. I don't know if it's synced to. Okay, it is synced in your local time zone. Um, it'll be five p.m. my my time. Approved guest. Oh wait, apply with the team, dude. You want to do this? What time would it wait? What's what time would five p.m. be in Australia? Five a.m. I know. Hang on. What you're in Pacific? 
Uh, Here, wait, 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 wait. Just what is what does it say? What does it? Say? I'm gonna just post it in the. Give the know. schedule. Yeah. Uh, for which day? Uh, for I mean, it should be the same for all days. Uh, it looks like their stream start time is eight a.m. Let's see. Uh, well, so wait, I like. Do it on weekends. I believe they're only on weekends because they have one on. I have one on April twenty third, and then one on the thirtieth, and then May seventh. Yeah, it's, so it's it's every for me, it's every Sunday at five. I have to make an application. How the play? Join oh, our okay, Discord group and coordinate. I was looking at the Twitch schedule. That's uh. Before I talk to you during yes, the actual it is show. Yes, eight a.m. for me. Complete our player setup. We'll provide you with everything you'll need in our, our, and are around to help if there are any tech issues. Run the broadcast. No audio is required. Arrive on schedule to play. And let us know ASAP if you can't make it. Find a Sunday night that works for you on the calendar and sign up. Well, this week, uh, is full, almost. Well, yeah, obviously we're going to do this, but, like, I want to try this at least once. Yeah. It would be fun. It could be, it could be, that could be our way we could... Publicity! Publicity! <laughs> yeah, we could try it, definitely. Uh, I need to... Let me know when, what, if, what, any of these days, and I'll sign up. Yeah, I, um... Okay, it's Monday by 8 a.m. my time, but that's fine, because I don't work on Mondays. <laughs> Now. It's 5 p.m. Sunday, my time. But yeah, if you if you ever find a day that works with you, literally just tell me, and I will sign up as well. And we can be we can be team team super peel out. And Norm is still in null space. Norm will be cheering us on from the sidelines. Yeah. But yeah, uh, if anyone knows uh, something we can do to. <laughs> promote the podcast or something anything you want covered yeah stuff like that oh yeah we'll do we still have a quite a large number of downloads from iran so hello to uh the people in iran oh yeah hell yeah shouts to shouts to the boys the gang the crew the homies (laughs) 